You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. To help us spread the gospel of Jesus, give us a five-star rating. That'll help others find this podcast. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. I've been in uh, preaching on a series of living a life of victory, uh, speaking about in Galatians, the fruit of the spirit. And one of the fruits of the spirit is love. Uh, I title every message, And this title is Release the Love. So as we've been looking at the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, I want to read that again to us this morning. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you got to love me. Look at your other neighbor, the one you're not real sure about and say, neighbor, he said, you got to love me. Paul writes to us in Colossians, the third chapter, verses 12 through 14. He said, put on therefore. He didn't say God would put it on you. He said, put on therefore as the elect of God. You're the believers of God. You're the elect. He said, holy and beloved. He said, put on bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering. And then in verse 13, he said, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do you. And then in verse 13, he said, and above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Listen to me this morning. God expects us to put on love. When we become born again, when we give our life to Christ, that's not the end. That is the beginning. And the old man dies and the new man comes alive. And just like when you get up in the morning, you begin to get dressed. You put one piece of clothing on at a time. So once we become believers, we've got to operate that way. We just don't wake up the next morning and have all the fruit of the spirit. It is a process. But in verse 14, and above all, The believer is to put on the garment of love. I want you to note that love is to be the main garment of the believer's new life. It is the main thing. It is called the bond of perfection. Love binds all of the other clothing or great qualities of the believer's life together. Without love, you don't have it. Without love, everything else falls apart. So if a believer really loves people, then he or she is always clothed with mercy, with kindness, with humility, with meekness, with long-suffering, forbearance, and forgiveness. See, it's not good enough just to get rid of the old uh, habits uh, that hold us captive. Uh, We've got to just be filled up with the love of God. If you believe that, give God a hand clap of praise this morning. You need to be filled up with the love of God. 
And I pray that you are. But then as I thought about that, you need to be filled up for love for yourself. And I believe there's a lot of people that don't love themselves. We would all like to be different in some form or fashion, but God has created each one of us. We are valuable. God created us just the way he wanted us to be. And if you don't love yourself, then you don't love God. And you have a hard time loving somebody else. I'm not saying being full of yourself, being arrogant, but I'm saying to have a love that is overflowing for God and a love for yourself. I'll tell you, I love who I am. I, I love every day that I walk on this earth. I enjoy every day. So you gotta be filled up with the love of God. You gotta be filled up for love for yourself. And then you've got to be loved or filled up with love for everybody else that is around you. Give God another hand clap of praise this morning. Woo! It's not enough to put an end to the bad traits in your life. You gotta replace them with some good traits in your life because if you don't, fill them up with something good, the bad will come back in. Somebody say amen. The new nature, Jesus said in Matthew 18 and 18, Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. We must let go of the hate and the bitterness and replace it with the love of God, the love of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we become bitter. And when we become bitter, we cannot become better. Do you hear me? You gotta let some things go. In Ephesians 4 and 31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. I have received so much forgiveness. I'm a sinner in need of a savior. He has forgiven me of much. When I think back of some of the things that I have done as a child growing up and as a young adult, it is only by God's grace that I stand here today. And he has forgiven me, the Bible said, that he does not only forgive, but he forgets. And it will be cast into a sea of forgetfulness never to be remembered again. So this morning, I wanna encourage you to forgive yourself but also forgive other people because if you don't, you'll become bitter, you'll never have the love of God, you'll never be filled up with the love of God and it will not overflow. And when it overflows, it is a beautiful thing. Uh, give God a hand clap of praise this morning. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, let it go. You gotta let some things go. The greatest release, the greatest release of blessings in your life will come into your life when you begin to love unconditionally. When you have a love that you've made your mind up that you're gonna love no matter what. How many's been hurt in life? Now I want you to be all better. Everybody put your hands up, right? Now I'm gonna ask you a question. How many's hurt somebody else in life? We all have. Listen to me, God loves us and God is all love. And God wants us to love each other. And I find that most oftentimes through a divorce, 
people become bitter. You'll never become better as long as you're bitter. No matter how bad you've been hurt, God still cares about you and the person that has hurt you. And I wanna encourage you this morning to release that bitterness, release that anger. Whoever's hurt you, maybe it was a parent while you was growing up, whatever, a coworker, get rid of it. They've done moved on. You're still up at night. Release the love. You say, well, I can't do it. Here's the definition of can't. I don't want to. It's what I tell my children when I tell them to do something and they say, I can't do that. I said, no, you don't want to do that. Because Philippians 4.13 said, I can do all things through Christ Jesus, which strengthens me. If you love God and you love everyone around you, you will grow. God will grow you like you can't even begin to imagine. Say amen, somebody. God has commanded us to love. Matthew 22 and 37, Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Now listen, he says, this is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law of the prophets. Jesus says that if we truly love God, and we truly love our neighbor, we will naturally keep his commandments. If I truly love God, and I truly love my neighbor, then I'll not lust after my neighbor. I'll not be covetous after my neighbor. If I truly love God, do you understand what I'm saying? Put God first in your life. Love God with all of your heart, your mind, and your soul. Don't just uh, have a God relationship on a Sunday morning. Have it a seven day a week, uh, 24 hours a day. Walk with God. Feed yourself. Feed your spirit, man, the word of God. And watch God grow you. And watch your love for God. And watch your love for everyone else grow around you. Jesus said if we truly love God and our neighbor, everything else will be all right rather than worrying about what not to do. And I'm sure some of us have been raised uh, in churches where everything was thou shalt not do this, thou shalt not do that. We can't keep up with that. But if we'll just focus on loving God and loving each other, then we'll be able to stay away from the things uh, that God doesn't want us to do. Give God another hand clap of praise this morning. If you will grasp this, it will literally transform your life and your family. And from what we heard this morning, there's no question in my mind that Mr. Bennett, Coach Bennett, Billy B, best friend, father, brother, has figured it out a long time ago. And that's why so many people love you, Coach. Scripture teaches us that one reason we are not living in the life of a blessing is because we do not treat other people right. The Bible warns us to examine ourselves, especially when we take communion. I want you to listen to 1 Corinthians 11 and 28. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that, of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthy, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself. Now here's something that kind of caught me different than normal when I read it is not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak, many are sick among you, and many sleep. So we all know that this passage relates to taking communion. 
We've heard it many times when we take communion. This scripture in it is a key to releasing God's blessing in our lives, in our families, and in our church. Paul says that we are weak, we are powerless, we are sick and we are dying because we don't discern the Lord's body. Now when we discern the Lord's body, we give proper treatment to the Lord's body. So now this is not referring to Jesus's physical body or the wafer of bread or the cup of wine that you take during communion. To discern the Lord's body means to give proper treatment to each other. How are you treating every person that is around you? For we are the body of Christ. Discern the body. How do you treat everyone that is around you? That proper treatment is to love one another. In Romans chapter 12, verse nine, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love and honor one another above yourselves. Cling to what is good. Be devoted. Love one another. Honor above yourselves. When you're worried about others, blessing them, God will bless you. Do you believe that? If you do, give God a hand clap of praise. So the title of the series is Living a Life of Victory. What is victory? Victory is love. And when you love, and you all have loved me for many years, but in the last few weeks, you have exemplified that. It has been unbelievable, and I appreciate it. And I'm thankful for each one of you, and I'm glad to be in this house. So I love you, and if you love me, Give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. I thank you. Not walking in love is a sin. You say, ah, I don't understand that. Not walking in love is a sin. And what does sin do? Sin separates us from God and brings spiritual death into our lives. I want you to listen to this. Romans 1.29. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, Wickedness, covetousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, and disobedient to parents. When we think of sin, we want to think of the big sins. We want to think of the adultery. We want to think of the murder. But right next in this passage, right next to the murders are whispers. Look at your neighbor and whisper. Say, are you a whisperer? Backbiters, proud and boasters, slandering the brethren, often is considered in the church room spiritual discernment. You won't catch me, you won't hear me repeating gossip, so you better listen the first time. In the church, we call it spiritual discernment. Hey, Rosie, now I just want you to pray. I just want you to pray for Carrie, okay? Have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? I just want you to pray for her. No, you just want to spread gossip. 
Now, I want you to be honest with me. How many's ever gossiped? Why don't you have your hand up? <laughs> now you're lying. He said he don't like liars either. We're laughing, but it destroys people. I've been guilty. How many has ever done it? You text out something and you send it to the wrong person? Anybody ever do that? Anybody ever been saying something about somebody and somebody walk up behind you? Anybody ever do that? Huh? I'm guilty of all of them. Why are you all looking at me like that? It hurts people. Let's be serious, it hurts people. When we hurt other people, what am I saying? When we hurt other people, we hurt Jesus. Because we're not discerning the body. Do you hear me? If we are fulfilling the first and great commandment of loving God with all of our heart, soul, and mind, the second commandment, loving our neighbors, will become easier. Whispers or secret gossipers, secret slanders. Whether it's true or whether it's not, have you heard so-and-so? Did you hear what they did? Even if it's true, you're hurting them and we're all guilty. First John chapter four, verse 20. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has, whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? So I want you to think about this. When Saul was on the road to Damascus, Saul heard a voice from the Lord God spoke to him in Acts chapter nine, verse four. And he fell to the earth and he heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, who art thou, Lord? Saul had never seen Jesus personally. Saul had never seen him. Saul had never laid a hand on Jesus, never had spoken a hurtful word to his face. But when Saul persecuted God's people, he directly persecuted Jesus. I know without any question in my mind that we've got a church of tremendous love. Stand with me this morning as Pastor Kerry comes back. Tremendous. Guests, when they come, they tell me we felt the love of God the very moment we pulled in the parking lot. But we've all been guilty at times. But what we have here is special. And it is worth fighting for, do you hear me? So love God and let's continue to love each other and forgive each other. If we hurt people, we hurt God. I have feelings, you have feelings, and we've hurt one another. Many times down through the years, we've all hurt people. I was telling Pastor Kerry and Pastor Micah in the truck this week, I said, since my stroke back in April, and I always felt like I love people. And I, I do, I love to be around people. But I've said, Lord, everywhere I go, I want your love increased and just flow. Now the Bible said we have not cause we ask not. And I'm not boasting on me, I'm boasting on the Lord. And I've seen a, shift. I've seen a change where I know I love people and I've always shown that. But I'm so thankful that God spared my life. And I've said, God, I want you to increase 
that release of love in my life. When I go in to drop off my dry cleaning, the very first thing, you ain't got a mask on. I started to say, I ain't gonna tell you what I started to say. I said, hey, sorry about that. Backed up from the counter, laid him down on the floor, said, I'll go ahead and leave. You go ahead and get the, the clothes. Everywhere that I go, I've been telling people about the love of Christ. You may not have 25 verses memorized in your mind, and you don't have to, but you know what God has done for you in your life. You know what you've done and how God has forgiven you. And all you got to do is share the love of Christ and your testimony. I'm asking every one of us in this room and those on live stream and WBOY TV to release the love of God. You say, well, I can't love that person because you don't know what they did to me. No, I don't know. But I know what they did to Christ. And I know what he said on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So I, I challenge Jewel City Church. Let's increase and let's release the love of God. Don't get all wound up. Don't get all wound up. You may not understand this, but I think you will after I share it. Not walking in love is satanic. It's satanic. Revelation 12 and two, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. Now listen, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. And his job is to point fingers at God's people and stir up strife among them. I promise you there's people in this room that don't speak to family members. And let me tell you what I think about that. Shame on you. Shame on you. God makes it very clear how he regards gossip and slanders. Listen to Proverbs chapter six. He said, these six things doeth the Lord hate. Then he said, seven are an abomination unto him. So you count these out loud for me. A proud look. Coach Bennett, can you teach these kids? Let me say it again, a proud look. A lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood. I gotta stop there. That's why I don't vote for nobody that believes in abortion. I'll leave that alone. Maybe. Might come back to it. A heart that divides wicked imaginations. Feet to be swift in running to mischief. A false witness that speaketh lies. So he said seven is an abomination. Seven is he that soweth discord among brethren. Here we have a graphic picture of what God detests. You kind of find it hard to put the same two words, God and hate together. But the Bible said God hates that one, that, that he don't hate the individual, that sows dissension. Get along, love 
one another. Can someone say amen? amen? When we sow discord among believers, we're taking on the very nature and the very tactics of Satan himself. Last, not walking in love is self-destructive. Galatians 6 and 7, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever man sows, that will he also reap. Coach Bennett, you sowed character, you sowed love, you sowed patience, and now you're reaping that. You were honored here today. He wouldn't have been honored if he'd have sowed discord, if he'd have sowed evil. When I was laying in Morgantown, standing in the doorway of death, I believe because I sowed love, that's why people were in this building praying for me and all over the country. You will reap what you sow. I tell you, love God, love each other, and you will grow. If you believe that, give God a great hand clap of praise this morning. Bless the Lord. Every head up, every eye open. If you're here this morning and you need increase in your love, for other people. Slip your hand toward heaven. Slip your hand toward heaven. Father, I, keep your hands up, please. Father, I ask you, Lord, to touch all of our hearts, to increase the love in our lives. God, that we'll be able to share it with one another. Father, I ask you, Lord, to help us. God, if there's any bitterness in the room, that it be taken away, be lifted, be gone. Father, what a great group of people. And God, we come before you as needy people asking you, Lord, God, to touch our hearts. Help us to release your love for each other in Jesus' name. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Nobody looking around. Do we have any today that from whatever hurt in the past has left you scarred? has left you somewhat bitter. Maybe you didn't even realize it until today. But if there's an area in your life that the Spirit of the Lord is showing you during this message, as every head is bowed, just lift your hand toward heaven and say, Pastor, that's me. And I'm asking the Lord to remove that. Wow. Father, you see every hand, but you knew every heart. And Lord, I pray whatever it is today, Lord, that they will lay it at your feet, but they will never pick it up again. Lord God, that you will heal their spirit, you will heal their mind, you will heal their soul, you will heal their feelings, restore. If you're here this morning and you've never accepted Jesus Christ, you say, I'm a good person. Good people don't go to heaven. People that love God go to heaven. You say, I'm a church member. Members don't go to heaven. Blood-bought, born again. People that have confessed that they are sinners and asked Jesus to forgive them. If you've not done that, no one's gonna come to you. I'm not gonna single you out. Just slip your hand up real high. Slip your hand up real high this morning and say, Pastor, today, I'd like to make that commitment to the Lord. I'd like to give my life to the Lord. Is there one? Is there one? We're not going to tarry long. Is there one? 
I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes we get in a hurry. Is there somebody else? Somebody else? You raised your hand. Would you raise your head, open your eyes, and look right at me? Don't be ashamed. Look right at me. Pray this prayer with me. Pray it out loud. Don't be ashamed. Lord Jesus, today I humbly come before you and acknowledge that I'm a sinner, that I have fallen short of your glory. Lord, today I ask you to forgive me, that you would cleanse me. And Lord, from this day forward, I do my very best to live my life for you. In Jesus' name. You prayed that prayer, I want to welcome you to the greatest family, and that is the family of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. 